What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined, as always, by Glenn Enos. Junior. <laughs> and no one else, because, uh, you know, I, I don't think, Glenn, that we, you know, hit the joke as much as we used to, but Sousa is a guest, yes. after all. Yep. Very special uh, guest. Very special guest. Uh, God knows. God knows that. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he couldn't make it today. He had uh, other guestly duties to attend to. Like figuring out what the fuck to do with this fantasy team. <laughs> yes. Uh, Susan started off 0-1. Uh, unfortunately for him, um, he did. He did, definitely did catch a little bit of bad luck. Um, but he Moster, we'll, who we'll talk about in the news a little bit. Uh, has some problems. Mm, big problems. But uh, enough about Souza. So, as you guys know, me and Glenn played each other last week. Oh, let's go back to Souza. <laughs> no, 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 no. Glenn was so confident in his team that he wanted us to bet tattoos. All right. <laughs> I forgot about that. But. New season, new me, bitch. 1-0 in all my leagues. Uh, I beat Glenn. Um, Glenn, honestly, was the victim of some bad luck, unfortunately, though. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was his quarterback. Died. Who He died. Uh, Deontay Johnson was hurt for one half of the game. Died. Uh, He died. Resurrected on the third day. Michael Gallup hurt. Dead. Well, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, uh, my team put up 129 points, which was the second highest point total in our league, I think. But here's the thing. Um, it was a balanced attack from your team. Like, it wasn't like just some guy went off, like Christian McCaffrey got like 50 points. Everybody on your team performed. I'm talking double digits. And I'm talking double digits without scoring touchdowns. Mason, your quarterback didn't get a touchdown. You only had two touchdowns, and you dropped 129 points on my head. It was like (laughs) death by a million paper cuts because the fucking team just went off. And, like, Thursday night, we'll talk about the Cowboys and Bucks for a little bit, the first game of the year. Uh, Great way to start off the season, by the way. Oh, yeah, fantastic game. Hell of a game, back and forth. Obviously, my boys came up short. We can talk about that after, but whatever. I knew for my fantasy team, having Zeke going up against the best run defense, I didn't expect much for him. Um, they didn't stick to the run game. He only got 11 attempts for, I think, 33 yards. He had a, caught a couple passes. Michael Gallup obviously gets hurt at the end of the first half, doesn't play the whole second half, so that hurt too. But Michael Gallup had a, had a driver, so well, they were feeding him for a bit. And um, so, yeah, I already knew Thursday night I was in a hole. And then – I see Ryan Fitzpatrick go down, and I tried to double up with him and Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin had a goose egg to, like, the whole first half. Ryan Fitzpatrick's out with a hip injury. Meanwhile, I see Christian McCaffrey has 15 points on 33 rushing yards, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, how the fuck's that happening? Oh, because not only is he a running back one, but he's a wide receiver one, too. So that's just how it happens. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, every everybody on it, you didn't have one bad spot in your team. What did your defense get you? Uh, Bills ended up finishing with only like six or four, I think. Oh, four it, points. It, oh, they they kind of fell apart at the end. Right. 
Or it could be worse because you could have started Green Bay's defense, but you're negative that's, three. You know, like that's, me. That's true. <laughs> right, right. I mean, there was a little bit of some bright spots. Like I said, Deontay Johnson he came back, caught a touchdown. Terry McLaurin ended up, you know, kind of salvaging his day with 62 yards, four receptions. Kareem Hunt found the end zone. Uh, Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, caught a touchdown in his first game. Um, so there's promise. I just need people to be healthy and to start. And I got some bench dump. We're going to work on the waiver wire this week. We're going to, you know, do my trade magic. And I expect to take out my frustrations pent up through week one onto Souza in week two because I am oh, facing him this man. week. Which man. Which means one of us is going to be 0-2 and, and it ain't going to be me. <laughs> No, that's, you know, that's funny. And um, for, for your guys' purposes, but also, uh, you know, I think I have a pretty, you got, obviously the game between you guys is huge. The game that I have, I think is pretty big too, because it's between me and Gomes. And I feel like uh, Gomes is probably the, I think he's probably the team to beat uh, like in our division. I think he has probably the best team. Um in my opinion. So, uh, if, and, but I'm, I'm thankful I'm catching him early in the season because if I had, you know, goals late and I, you know, needed a win, right. that would be, uh, be intimidating. Uh, but so yeah, it'll be, that'll be a big game too. Cause one of yeah, us will be sitting Gomes, right at the top of the division. Gomes dropped 120 points with Mark Andrews only getting three and a half. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Depot Samuel gets a 27 again. <laughs> you might be in trouble. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not counting on that. So if that happens again, I'm I think I'm cooked. Honestly, but that that'll definitely be a good game. Um, I mean, we look at teams around our league. Let's talk about real quick about Matt Amaral. Uh, league high score, he drops 141 points. Okay, and his quarterback basically did nothing. I know. And his defense got him negative points, and he's still the weekly high scorer because his receivers. And his tight end went off. I'm talking Reek. I'm talking Hopkins. I'm talking Gronk. He went. And so even Hollywood is, Brown. Oh, can, you, can you depend on that production no. from Thielen and Hollywood Brown? Like, I think, obviously, Reek and Hollywood I don't even think you can depend on Gronk. Lead. I think that Gronk could honestly not obviously be Gronk of old, but I think he could he could give you, you know, serviceable weeks. Like, I don't think he's going to give you, like, what do you have, 24 or something? 25, eight receptions, 90 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to do that every week. But, I mean, I could easily see Gronk, you know, giving you, like, 10 a week. I mean, he's he's look, he looked good. He looked really good in that game. I mean, like, he looked better than he did all of last year, really. I, I, I mean, I think the key – Reek and Hopkins will be consistent for Amaral. Um, his running backs, Chase Edmonds, 12.6. It's a good game for him. Uh, Mike Davis, 8.7. The question is going to be his running backs. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to get – 1.32 points every week. He's going to come sure, back yeah. to normal. Um, but the biggest things, like you said, feeling Hollywood Brown, if they keep performing like they did in week one or even have anywhere close to that, I'll tell for Amaral. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And Tampa's defense ain't going to be getting negative three because they're not going to be facing an offense like the Cowboys every week. This, oh, week, yeah. they got, this week they got Atlanta, who just fucking sucked wind against um, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you look around the league at everybody else. Jake Aronson's team with the Kelsey and Holmes connection, uh, Mahomes. And then he's got Joe Mixon. 
who scored 20 points. Who saw that coming? Not me. Melvin Gordon with a 70-yard, 75-yard touchdown run made him. Oh, that pissed me off. Can I just vent about that really quickly? Sure. So do you remember when, when like during the one o'clock games, I was talking about the league that I have at work and I was like, dude, look at me. I am kicking the shit out of this person. So let me tell you, right. They had, so they ended, they had Melvin. So going into the four o'clock games, right. I was up by, by quite a bit. And like, I was, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll be fine. Right. I'm fine. Right. So Dante Johnson ended up having like an okay game, which was whatever. Right. So then he had, he had Patrick Mahomes who ended up getting 33. Uh, he had Melvin Gordon who got 21 and then he had motherfucking Sterling Shepard who had 24. <laughs> so just like that going into Monday night, I had Darren Waller and he had Mark Andrews up by 14, but still, you know, tight ends are no sure thing either way, you know. I mean, Darren Waller is pretty pretty sure as far as tight ends go. But still, I was a little bit nervous going to the game last night. But then Darren Waller said, nah, bro, I got you. And then he still pulled out his nutsack. And I ended up dropping uh, 162 points in that league. So Darren Waller, 10 receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown on 19 targets. Guy's good, man. 19, He's who, bro. The only one of Derek Carr trusts. Crazy. And we got our reigning defending champion Craig beating up on Sousa because Mostert died. Aaron mm. Jones' team sucked when Mike Evans sucked. Russell Gage, I don't even know why he's in anybody's starting lineup. I hope I'm surprised that Sousa started him over Darnell Mooney. Hey, he's Darnell fucking Mooney. rubbing his balls all preseason. I know. I don't I don't understand. Um, anyways. But good week though. Yeah, Bonacho uh, going down to Gomes. He had some uh, – let's see. Let's look at his team. His wide receivers did good, chasing C.D. Lamb, Michael Carter. Who the hell is Amonra? Amonra St. Brown? Yeah, he didn't do anything. I think Bonacho was forced to start him, though, because uh, someone – oh, no, he switched him out for David – he switched David Johnson out for him. I mean, I, I can't justify starting Amonra St. Brown over the 2016 fantasy MVP, David Johnson. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, Gomes' team went off. Jake with Amari Cooper and Jalen Hurts. Doesn't matter that Barkley only got 3.2. Doesn't matter see, that A.J. Dillon only got 3.1 because that's all something like that, I look at Jake's team, and that just pisses me off, man. You got you got two Doesn't guys, matter. Two guys for him combining for 60 points. Quarterback. See, like, I'm, I'm on what Sue's is saying, though, like. If there's a person in this league who can touch whatever, he got the Midas touch, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. He could take a shit bum player, put him in his lineup, and they are a god. Like, it, it, they're guaranteed to get at least double digits. Like, it doesn't matter. I think I think that came to fruition when you look at Friar's team, his RB2's got A.J. Dillon, and then you look, you know, he's got great wide receivers who underperformed like Calvin Ridley, Julio, and Claypool. But then you look at his tight end, Gerald Everett. New team, you don't expect – Catches a touchdown. Yeah, I know. All right. You know, like, I mean, that game was kind of over and Ronald Jones got negative 0.6, but whatever. Yeah. Actually, I mean, he only lost by 13. Because Corey Davis, my steal of the draft that I predicted, caught five balls for 97 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler yeah, Lockett, four receptions, 100 yards and two touchdowns, you know. 
Mm. And of course, on Monday night, Brendan gets his heart broken uh, by my father with Tyson Williams emerging for week one for the Ravens. Baltimore's defense getting negative one. There's some things that you love to see. This, oh, you hate to see. Brendan thought he had it in the back. Poor Kyler Murray, bro. Five total touchdowns, 33 points, and Brendan's team can't get the job done. Hey, look, man, it's okay because Kyler helped me win in Craig's league. So I don't care. <laughs> All right. him, and, him and Tyreek Hill, man. Tyreek Hill was just like, all right, Mason, I've had enough of you being down by two points. Let me just put this away for you real quick. And then he scored a 75-yard touchdown. So here's Tyson the thing. For me. Things have happened in week one, and we usually do this in week two, so we're going to wait for Susan next week to week two. We got to – after watching two weeks of football to start the season, it's still early, and we can draw conclusions, but next week we're going to do our segment called Gas or Cash. Based on Ooh, what's yes. happened in the first two weeks of football, is it gas or can you cash in on these players? So next week we'll save that for Susan. Um, like that. Let's get to the news. Not with, with Susan. With Glenn. Breaking news, the Saints have now placed wide receiver Michael Thomas on the reserve slash COVID-19 list. I feel the oh, no. that earlier. I mean, it was kind of expected. Uh, Broncos are sending cornerback Ronald Darby with a hamstring and wide receiver Jerry Judy to IR. Jerry Judy with the high ankle sprain. Sucks to suck, I'll, Mason. I'll be honest. That one, that one hurts. Um, thankfully, I have Naeem Hines, who I'm going to have him fill in flex position. Wise, because he quietly got like 12 points last week, even though the Colts offense really wasn't super great. Right. So he's a PPR machine and uh, maybe he'll get a touchdown. And if, you're, and if you're in an IDP league, um, obviously the number nine overall pick, Patrick Certain, is a step up for uh, mm. Ronald Darby going down. But yeah. <laughs> the, NF- the NFLPA determined Josh Gordon, that's right, Kush Gordon has successfully completed his NFL monitor treatment program and has recommended to the NFL that he will be reinstated, that he be reinstated per sources. Gordon is awaiting final approval from NFL commissioner Roger Goodell, but he is said to be ready to play and vaccinate. Also breaking news, Sousa is spending his entire fab on Josh Gordon. Right. I think that was just to psych us out because he's going to spend his entire fab on No, I know. True. Um, Let's see. Okay. Former Lions second-round pick Terrion Johnson signing with the 49ers practice squad. That's just another news that I didn't want to hear if I'm a 49ers running back owner. Obviously, Raheem Mostert goes down. You got Mitchell. You got uh, Sermon, who was a healthy scratch last week. Who knows? I I can't figure out Kyle Shanahan and what he wants. After last year's debacle, I'm steering clear from San Francisco running backs because last week it was Mitchell. This week it might be Sermon. Next week it might be fucking carry on Johnson. Nobody knows. Could be, could be hasty. You never know. Right. I think that the thing is, is like, uh, I don't know, understand why people are so com- – like a lot of people I feel like were pretty confident in that backfield going into this season. But, you know – Because the thing and- is like, like Raheem Mostert has been the constant like for the past three years. Like if he's healthy, he's usually the guy and he usually can put up numbers. Problem is if he's never he's never healthy. Yeah. I mean, also, too, I feel like whatever back they put back there usually has success. Right. Like they're just like a good offense to run in. Like right. that's an essential part of their offense. 
Um, obviously, you know, to varying degrees of success, like Tevin Coleman wasn't as successful as Raheem Mostert, but I mean, like, but it's just a guessing game. You don't know who's going to get the bulk of the carries. You don't know who's going to get yeah. the goal line carries. Yeah. People talk about the the Patriots having like a, a, a running back thing where they do different things, different running backs, but like, I don't know. Uh, the Cowboys 49ers just, to, you know, is it literally, I feel like every drive is a different guy. Like you just right. spin, spin a roulette wheel to see who comes out. I, I don't know how anyone has confidence in that. And obviously the signing um, of carry on Johnson to the 49ers is because Raheem Mostert will undergo cartilage repair surgery and is looking at a roughly six-month recovery. He put out a statement, I believe, on Twitter saying he's going to be out for the year. He'll be back. Also, Mostert's agent, Brett Tesler, said that we decided to take the best option for his long-term health. We expect that he'll be back next season at 100%. So nice. if you got him in a dynasty league, hang on to him. If you drafted him this year, see you later. <laughs> um. Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick, my quarterback, is on injured reserve. Um, he's probably going to be out for six weeks, maybe longer. Uh, let's see what's else here. Shaquan Barkley, limited practice today. Today is Tuesday. Uh, he played last week, so as long as everything goes right, he'll be geared to play on Thursday night against the Washington football team. Bruce Arians. Says that Ronald Jones will start against Atlanta out of the doghouse after that big fumble Thursday night against Dallas. Um, I mean, he fumbled, but Lenny wasn't much better. He fumbled like the next time. Like, I'm pretty sure it was Ronald a, Jones fumbled. And Ronald then, Jones fumbled, then there was a pass to Lenny off his hands that led it to a. That's pick. right. That's what it was. But Lenny still got the work after. And um, I don't know. They got a thing for Ronald Jones. So as much as you want to say, okay, Ronald Jones in the doghouse, Fournette looked pretty like decent on the carries that he did get. Fournette's another belt under his, you know, um, another notch under his belt with the Buccaneers this year. You think you'll get more playing time? As you see right now, Bruce Aaron's still giving Ronald Jones a start. So who fucking knows with that? Mm. Um, Will Fuller's back after serving his suspension. He will be available for week two. Um, Zach Martin will be back for the Cowboys offensive line, but nice Lyle Collins, the right tackle, is uh, going to be appealing a suspension, a five game suspension. And Jerry Jones oh, right. won't be playing this weekend, even though he's appealed it. I think that's uh, kind of it. Yeah, anybody else? Really big get injured? No, uh, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, like, uh, what's his name? Deontay Johnson, like, tweets something, but he came back. So, but I feel like he does that every game. He's like, oh, my hamstring. And then he's out for a series. Then he comes back. Right. And he goes off. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't keep doing that. <laughs> All right. That was the news, not with Susan. Week one, Mason. It's time. It's been a long time since we've done this. We're going to do our Stellar Stars of the Week, brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. That's right, baby. Who you got? Who I got? I got a man that I already talked about briefly, but uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, obviously, helped me out big time this week, but helped a lot of 
fantasy owners out big time this week. He was having a pretty decent game, and then he decided to just drop Trout real quick. Um, finished with 31.6 fantasy points. He had 11 receptions, 197 yards, one TD, and he also had one carry for four yards as well. So, Obviously, um, 200-yard game for Tyreek Hill total, scrimmage yards. 75 of those yards was on that big chunk play in the fourth quarter where Pat Mahomes literally just closed his eyes and threw the biggest duck I've ever seen and yeah. said, fuck, Tyreek Hill's down there somewhere, you know? And it was a one-on-one coverage. Tyreek made a play, bad defense, and obviously he's too fast to catch. So all he needed to do was catch the ball, outrun the guy. There you go. Pat Mahomes' day made in fantasy. Tyreek Hill's day is made even more in fantasy. It's all it takes. That's how <laughs> – if you drafted Tyreek Hill ahead of some running backs, like maybe like um, Anajay Harris and Ezekiel Elliott, um, a Jonathan Taylor, you're laughing at the bank right now because you know that's what Tyreek Hill can do. All it takes is one play to make his day. Yep. Um, that's a good pick, Mason. But I do you one better. I'm going to give you the number one wide receiver in fantasy this week. That's my guy, Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper on Thursday night, and you could say it might be to the help of Michael Gallup going down for the second half because he did most of his damage in the second half. Um, He got 13 receptions for 139 yards and a pair of big old juicy opening night TDs. 13 receptions on 16 targets. You like that efficiency. Obviously, Michael – Obviously, with Michael Gallup going out now, um, going on injury reserve, it's going to be a lot more Amari Cooper. It's going to be a lot more C.D. Lamb. If you're invested in Dallas's offense and Dak Prescott, um, let's go. Cheers to you. Mm. As long as they can stay healthy, the sky's the limit for them. Got Blake Jarwin on my bench, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do last week? Nothing? Uh, he had like 3.8, I think. Nothing crazy. Yeah, he's got to find that zone, I think, to be relevant because it's just going to be the Cooper and Lamb show. I think Dalton Schultz had quite a few catches, though. Yeah, you might have. Pretty sure he was the more featured um, tight end. Tight end. I can double check. Let me look real quick. Let's take a gander, shall we? I mean, we got some we got some honorable mentions for Stellar Stars of the Week. He finished with 7.5. Not bad. Dalton Schultz did? Yeah. Half point PPR. Six receptions, 45 yards. Not, Not bad. Big as ass up. That's uh that's serviceable, I'd say, you know? Yeah. Did better than my guy, Kyle Fitz, this week. <laughs> um obviously our two picks for Stellar Stars of the Week. We got Tyree Kill and Mari Cooper. If Suzu was here, he'd probably pick someone that's not on his team. Probably um, pick Matt Stafford. Yeah, probably. What'd he do? Let's I don't see. know what his – I just want to think that he picked Matt Stafford. I don't know if he'd actually – Stafford with 24 points in his first game with the Rams. 321 yards and three touchdowns. He's an honorable mention. Obviously, you got Mahomes and Murray going off for 33. Uh, Thomas Edward Brady, four, total, uh, four touchdowns, the two interceptions, though, that you could say weren't his fault. Hail Mary pass and a, hand, and a pass off of Leonard Fournette's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler, yeah. Kyler Murray. Yep, Kyler went off. Oof, man. Debo Samuel, nine receptions, 80, 189 yards, and a touchdown. 
Tyler Lockett. Yeah, like, uh oh, this Hopkins. dude. Don't forget about uh, don't forget about Christian Kirk, bro. How many points did he get? Twenty-one point five. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. A lot of a lot of week one hopefuls. A lot of week one disappointments too. Mm. If you want to start talking about that, we can yeah, that. yeah. Uh, well, so obviously, just like Stella stars of the week. I mean, we talked about a segment similar to this last week when we did our superlatives for the year. But uh, this, obviously, I can't say it with as much gusto because it's not for the year; it's for the week. But I'll still say it with, I'll say it with medium gusto, right? Like Bean, that. okay, beans out of the room. Good. Uh, yeah. So it's time for my favorite segment, everyone's favorite segment. Uh, it's, it's time for fuck of the week, brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use lube. You guys know, we know it. You know it. You guys know the catchphrase by now, man. And uh, lube it up, baby. You know who didn't lube it up this week? Aaron Rodgers. Oh! Yeah. So, now, right, you're thinking, bad week for a quarterback. That's like, so you said, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick got .72, okay? He was hurt, right? Why'd you have, why'd you have to bring him up? Because it's a good example. It's He's not hurt. That no, it's a good, trust me. He's hurt, .72, right? So, Thinking Aaron Rodgers had a bad day, right? Can't be much worse than than someone who got injured. It is. He didn't get less, but he only got 0.6 more. My man finished with 1.32 points. That is abysmal. By Aaron Rodgers standards, he might as well retire. That this was, was this is this you know what this is? This is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, okay. You, you won the MVP last year, and you come out with you want to sit like a baby the whole preseason. And, you know, whine about this, whine about that. Oh, just kidding. I'll show up and play football. I got my long, greasy hair looking fucking homeless. Like, I don't give a fuck. And then Mm. you come out opening week. You got NFC championship expectations. And you lose to fucking Jabo, Jabo, Jameis Winston. And he he, he outduels you. He did what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to throw for five touchdowns. And Jameis Winston said, hold my crab legs. I'm throwing for five (laughs) touchdowns. Okay. Uh, I'm eating the W. Jameis Winston took a shit on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, this is the worst game I've ever seen him play. Dude, that he had one. So he threw, let me give you a stat line real quick. Okay. 15 to 28. Right. So barely above 50% passing. Okay. 53.6 to be exact. 133 yards, two (laughs) interceptions, finishing with 1.32 fantasy points. One of the picks that he threw, I think, is the worst pick I've ever seen him throw in his career. And I think you know one I'm talking about, Lance, when he just fucking when yeah. he just fucking hucked it up and the safety for the Saints was like, oh, fair catch. Thank you. And he just fucking ran it back to like the 30-yard line. Dude, like, I I mean, that was the worst game I've seen him play ever. I, I mean, I mean, they're already getting smacked in the mouth against a team like the Saints. They have a chance to start maybe a rally to get the ball in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers gets pressured, steps up in the pocket, get to him a little bit, and he throws a ball way behind Devontae Adams, gets picked off, kills the drive, kills the momentum, get the ball back, and the next drive that they have, and he just, like you said, just chucks it up. And not even close to his receiver. 
It, like we, there's seasons where Aaron Rodgers barely throws two picks in the whole season. Yeah. He threw two on Sunday. What did he have last year? He had four last year, right? Right. And, and now sure he has he half of that. Two the year before. He has half of that right. in one in one game. Right. Now I'm not saying like like sit Aaron Rodgers next week against the Lions. Oh I'm no, if saying, anything. I'm just Lions saying defense blows. Right. He's so. fuck of the week this week. No yeah. doubt. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were there was other candidates. Obviously, you know, your first round pick like Zeke Elliott. And, you know, they don't just feed him the ball. It's not feed Zeke. It's, you know, let Zeke block and do other things. Because, but see, I think, I think though, it made sense. Oh, yeah, wise. yeah. No, as because... a Cowboys fan, I, I love that because, like, Dak was feasting on the one-on-one matchups on the outside. Like, Tampa Bay's run defense is that good. If I'm going to fucking pound my dick into the wall over and over again, it's going to hurt. And that's what would have been the scenario if Zeke kept running on first down. This yeah. as, as a Zeke fantasy owner, I understand your frustration, but for the Cowboys game plan, they're trying to win on Thursday night. They came up short. Yeah. Greg, the leg fucking sucks and they couldn't score in the red zone. Um, I guess what you can say though, is that you can at least understand from a, you know, a football standpoint, why Zeke was not productive last week. Well, here's the thing. Like I, I, like I'd like to think of myself as a realistic Cowboys fan, but I've seen Cowboys fans on Twitter. Look, Dude, we pay him all this money for just going to let him block and do, you know, it's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Obviously, no. the, the blocks that Zeke was picking up on the blitz is that, like, he was doing his job. Like, in my opinion, and I've said this since Zeke first came in the league, he's the best overall back, like, blocking, receiving, and running the football. He can do it all. You have your guys like McCaffrey and Camaro who can obviously catch, uh, you know, rush and do everything. But as far as, like, being that back, like, the blocking back, doing the dirty work, nobody in the league makes plays like Zeke does like the important running back plays that you need. Yeah. Obviously, no, I, I agree. in fantasy, but it sucks. It sucks to suck. No, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I I forgot, honestly, in the offseason, how good Tampa Bay's front seven is. That front seven is beastly. And, I, and I'm with you. I mean, it would have been, been frustrating to watch, you know, because I think the Cowboys in the past would have done that. Right. They would have just said, run game is what we are. We're fucking doing it. Right. But you know what? Thankfully, Mike McCarthy actually, or uh, what's Kelvin his name? Kelvin, yeah. He actually used his fucking brain and said, wait a minute. We can beat these corners on the outside. Let's do that because we have some of the best. We have one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. Right. So let's do that. And um, yeah, I mean, so from a game script standpoint, you can understand why Zeke did that. Obviously, still fuck people probably. Oh, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers just played a shit game. Like, awful, horrendous. Yep. And then it so. also correlated with the rest of his offense. Guys like Devontae Adams. I mean, Adams only had, like, what, eight points? Uh, I think he, had, he finished with, like, ten, I'm pretty sure. Either way. You're, Still, for Devontae Adams. Right, you're that's... expecting him to do what Tyree Hill did this week, and he didn't. And then that's what Aaron, Jones, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones did the fuck of the week as well. Dude. But Like, that's what I'm saying. It's bad enough when Aaron Rodgers – if Aaron Rodgers is playing like shit, you know Aaron Jones is playing like yeah. shit. But then it's like, once again, it's a game script thing because Aaron Jones isn't like a super big pass catching back. He right. can, but he's not like, you know, like Christian McCaffrey or Alan Kamara. He's right. primarily a rusher. So in the, in, in the cases where, you know, Green Bay gets down by a significant amount early, that's really going to eliminate what he can do. I mean, I, I told you, I remember right before you came, uh, 
Glenn had to leave for a brief amount of time. And right before he came back, I asked Sousa, we're like halfway, I think it was almost the end of the, maybe the beginning of the, fir- the third quarter. I asked Sousa, I was like, every time that red zone cut to Green Bay, they were always throwing the ball. And I looked at Sousa and I was like, hey, how many attempts does Aaron Jones ha- even have? Like, I feel like I haven't seen them run the ball once. And Sousa looked, and at the beginning of the third quarter, he had three rushing attempts. That is ridiculous. So, I mean, from the good news is I think, you know, that's more of an anomaly for Aaron Jones and the Packers as a whole. I don't think even if Aaron Rodgers, we've talked about this, Aaron Rodgers is going to have as good of a season as he did last year. But I don't think he's going to be this bad. And and here's the thing, like Aaron Jones and Zeke are both on offenses where it can't get much worse than this. Like it's going to go up. You're going to have better days going forward with Zeke and Aaron um, Aaron Jones. They're not going to be playing against defenses like that that they saw in week one. The guy that scares me that we saw in week one is Saquon Barkley. Yes. That offense blows. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Denver, nothing to write home about as far as the defensive presence. He had 10 carries for 26 yards, one catch for three yards. Yeah. And, um, Oh, Oh, God. So, and then it doesn't get better this week, Thursday night, against the Washington football team. Yeah, for sure. It's so, not a good matchup. I mean, if I'm worried about any of the top backs who didn't perform in week one the way you wanted to, I'm worried about Saquon the most. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because Jake Fryer has. No, no. But I think I think it's a larger issue, too. It's not specifically Saquon. So, obviously, everyone knows he's a very talented running back. Right. The, the problem is, and the Giants have this problem for a, a, quite a few seasons now, is their offensive line sucks. Right. Um, and obviously to the point where it's to Saquon's detriment. Um, and I, you know, that was a point of, you know, focus. Well, people thought that was going to be a point of focus in the offseason for them. But instead they were like, oh, Kenny Galladay? Right. But, but yeah. That was uh that was fuck of the week. Brought to you by PBJ Lou. You get fucked. Might as well use Lou. You might as well use Lou. Might as well. You know? Mm-hmm. Because it hurts when you don't lube it up. Trust me. Yep. Trust me. Um now though, Mason. Oh, I'm done talking about week one. Week one's in the past. Mm. You're one and oh, congratulations, right. but you could be one and one. I could be. All right. And I well, plan on being one and one. Because I got to beat Susan this week. I can't start my season losing to my co-host and my very special guest, you know, in the first two weeks of the season. That's a bad omen. I can't have that. Last year, Susan's team was so god-awful, it just so happens <laughs> that his one win was against me. Like, that's like something that would happen. That's like a rivalry game. Like, you know, like when a college football team, if they underperform all year, and they suck, but they face their rivals and they gear up for that one game. That was Susan's big game last year against me. We've had, you know, some classics in the past. Who could ever forget the time he lost by 0.02 points in the playoffs? Yeah. I'm not going to forget it anytime. I won't. I'll never forget that. Um, How could I? So a little bit of Susan's revenge last year. Now it's time for me to take my revenge back. I got to beat him. I got to get on the right track. I don't want so – the thing is, just because I can come back from 0-4 to start the season doesn't mean I fucking want to. I don't like doing that. Hey, Glenn, look, I'll be honest. I'm glad I, you were my first opponent because kind of like with looking at Gomes on the schedule down the road, if I had to, 
if I had to look at you in like week 10, when we normally play each other, that's usually when your team's gearing up, getting ready for the playoffs. I don't want to play you late in the season. This is when you're vulnerable because usually you lose the first few games, but then you change your team name to new day. Right. And then you rattle off 10 wins in a row. And I so haven't done matter. that yet. So here's the thing. Like, as the weather gets colder, my fantasy team gets hotter. So, you know, come come around Thanksgiving, December time, we're good to go. Um, but, yeah, just because, like I said, I can doesn't mean I want to. I got to beat Sue's way. I got to make a mm. statement. I got to embarrass him. I got to make him want to go to his daddy. You know, <laughs> here's the thing. Maybe, just maybe, Sue's is not good anymore. Are you doing the Trent Dilfer? Yeah, but he was never good, so it doesn't matter. Oh! And I love it because he's not here to defend himself. I know. So I can't, can't, I can't wait to see He's going to be listening to this in his car, and he's going to be white-knuckle grip on the fucking steering wheel. Right. Son of a bitch. Right. Uh, serves him right there. Because Tuesday's record nights, and he knows mm, that. That's right, baby. Um, we're on week two. That's okay. right. So we're going we're gonna to start out with... Uh, Pick skin pickums. That's right, baby. All right. All right, let's let's see how we're looking here. Let's see how the Stellar Southern Podcast group is looking. I just want to say I'm in first place, baby. Oh, you're taking W's all week one, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Call me the Cowboys because I'm eight and eight. <laughs> you Jeff Fisher. I'm Jeff Fisher. I'm the change you my should, entry. That's Jeff yeah, Fisher. Jeff Fisher's picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, let me see the group. Who's in front? You said you? Mm-hmm. I'm tied for third. A Could lot of people worse. are tied for third. Uh, it's the, like you and yeah. like five other people. We got the Raiders picks, but they're not even in. He's zero and zero. Oh, no. Dang. Well, the Raiders. Uh, yeah, still won. They still won though, so they did win. All right, so yeah, we're, we're in third place. I'm not. And would you go? Uh, Eleven and five. Oh shit! So I'm down three games. All right, we can make those up this week. Because on Thursday night, I'm picking the Washington football team and fucking Taylor Heineken at quarterback. Yeah, I'm, pick, I'm picking Washington as well. Uh, we talked about it a few minutes ago, but I just think the Giants below. And also, I think they're they don't have Logan Ryan, and he was their best playmaker on defense last week. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not liking their chances. You forgot the part about where they're, they're starting Taylor Heineken at QB. This guy almost beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's true. And they still got Terry putting in reverse. Right. So, you got Antonio so, Gibson, who was limited in practice a little bit this week, but he's supposed to play. And if he plays, I like the chances. Mm. That's Thursday night. That's a shit game. NFC East matchup. Then we roll on over to Sunday. Sunday. Joe Burrow. My quarterback now, my quarterback put his dick on the table in week one. You guys didn't believe in the Bengals, baby, but I did. I didn't believe Me. That, my fault for trusting fucking Kirk Cousins over Joe Burrow. Kirk Cousins is so bad. Awesome. I cannot believe, Glenn, that people used to argue with us about him being good. Yeah. He sucks. I don't know. I've always said remember, that. Do you remember when a few years ago when people would say to us, they'd be like, yeah. He's going, he's going to the Vikings now, a legitimate offense, legitimate defense, legitimate team. What the fuck has Kirk Cousins done there 
I know we're not even talking about a, the Vikings game yet, I but know. still, fucking a. I know. I feel like they used to argue like Kirk over Dak. It was like there's like the same people who used to argue Wentz over that. Like, what is you talking about? Stupid. It's the eye anyway. test. Uh, Bengals and Bears. The Bears on Sunday night got embarrassed. They did. The defense was kind of ass. But I love that guy, David Montgomery. He's he's like the only one who showed up. Yeah. Um, I think they also ran into a Matt Stafford becoming a powerhouse with the Rams. Rams defense is really good. Mm-hmm. So the Bears aren't a bad 0-1 for me. Like, I don't think they're one of the worst teams in the league. I think oh, they, no, no. I think sure. this game against the Bengals is very winnable for them. However... I got to go with Joe Burrow, man. That's my guy. My guy. I am. You know what? I'm putting the stamp on it. Joe Burrow, my guy. Mm, I like that. Uh, I'm going with uh, Joe as well. Joe Burrow, documented, being my guy for a while now. So, got to go with Joe. All right. Uh, Houston Texans are 1-0, undefeated. The undefeated Houston Texans. And did you know it was crazy, right? I saw this stat after the Texans-Jaguars game last week. Sunday was the first time in history that Trevor Lawrence has lost a game. And I'm talking high school. Well, college, regular season. A, a regular season game, yeah. I'm sorry. In college, you know, he, he fucking sucked in the bowl games, but whatever. Um, the first time he ever lost a regular season game. Imagine your first loss being to the Houston Texans. Like, you hey, man. Suck. I, it probably does suck, but look. As much as people shit on the Texans, they came to ball on Sunday. Honestly. So Rod Taylor did? He he was good. I was surprised. I mean, Brandon, they were playing Johnson the Jaguars. Did. Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks did? And now they're right. facing – but now, but now, now, Mason, they're facing a Browns team who's got to be absolutely miserable. They got to be pissed off. They got to be ready to take off their helmets and beat somebody over the head with it. Because the Browns had it in the bag on Sunday until they didn't, and they pulled a little choke job. They did. The Browns look good. The Browns look like one of the best teams in the league for three quarters. And uh, unfortunately, football is a game of four quarters. 60 minutes of football you got to play. Yep. And uh, they did not last the reigning AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. But they had it. I think the Browns make a statement this week against the Texans. Um, You got to go Browns. Chubb yeah, gets going, We're going Browns as well. All right. And then we got the Los Angeles Rams, the Matt Stafford-led Los Angeles. I mean, and Susan's right. He did look good in the Rams uniforms. Like he did yeah, he did. Him. He was slinging the ball. He was slinging his dick. He's going to sling his dick against the Colts this weekend. I, I got to pick the Rams. Yep. Give me Rams, baby. Buffalo Bills, 0-1 to start the season. Uh, Miami Dolphins are alone at the top of the AFC East after defeating the Patriots last week. Can they be 2-0? Can they remain at the top? Can they beat the Buffalo, 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 Buffalo? I don't think so. Uh, I think the Bills are going to bounce back because, frankly, that was an embarrassing performance by them last week. Uh, Bills bounce back. 1-1, baby. Dolphins, 1-1. My brain says Bills. My heart? Says Dolphins. What do your balls say? 
ball say 49er for some reason. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm going to pick the Bills, but don't be surprised if the Dolphins pull this one out because Josh Allen goes full diaper in back-to-back weeks. Don't Ugh. be surprised. I'm just throwing it out there. Don't be not, surprised. Not a good look. I, I like the Dolphins' defense. Tua can do his thing. I mean, but it's the Bills. They're supposed to win this game. To be a good team, you got to win the games that you're supposed to win. And I think the Bills do that this week. Speaking of games you're supposed to win, the New England Patriots are facing the New York Jets this week in New York. Mason, are the Patriots going to win this game or what? Because I was told they were going. I was told they were going to win week one. I was told Mac Jones was supposed to be next Tom Brady. Um. Well, as far as Mac Jones goes, uh, I think he played well. Mac Jones was not the reason why they lost that game. Do you think Mac Jones played better than Tom Brady played in his first game in a Patriots uniform? Um, well, considering I was <laughs> five when Tom Brady, I want you to his... recall that real quick. Hmm, let me go. Uh, no, I, I, uh, you were, you know, you were doing it were five. You were fucking pissed off that your parents were taking up the TV on a Sunday when all you want to do is play. Baseball. Yeah. Yep. That, you know what, Glenn, that is a hundred percent right. That is 100% right. Um, how far we've come where I actually enjoy football now, but for, for at least one week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, you know, I think last week was a tough loss, obviously. I think, you know, they turned over the ball, key situations. Um, I would have liked to let them let them have Mac throw the ball a little bit more because I think aside from Damian Harris's, like, big big run at the beginning of the game, I think the, the run game uh, – uh, was... break. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But break yeah. news, we just got to trade in our league. Um, oh shit, I just god damn it. I got it, I got it. Hold on, all right, pull it. I just saw the thing. All right, so uh, Glenn's dad acquires Kenyon Drake and Marquez Callaway from New Orleans, uh, and Jake Aronson gets Tyson Williams and Nico Collins. So, um, I think that's a good trade for. For Jake, to be honest, if well, I mean, if Williams is the guy going forward, you know what I mean. Could be. Could I don't be know married. if Marquise Marquise Brown is going to be super consistent there. Uh, to be honest, Marquise but, Brown. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Tyson Williams a running back. Oh shit! I thought it was a barbecue. Fuck. No. My bad. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it I still kind of depends. I mean, right now is the highest floor for Tyson Williams if you're looking to trade him, which is exactly what my father did. Uh, he got his handcuff, at least for Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. It's a good handcuff to have. Obviously, mm. Jacobs falls in the end zone for two touchdowns. Those, those could have easily been Kenyon Drake's. Josh Jacobs banged up last night, too. So, obviously, that was a scary sign. So, my dad probably said, I need to get Kenyon Drake. And that's what he did. For Jake Aronson, if it pans out and Tyson takes over RB1 and Ravens, uh, it could be scary. It could be very scary. Yeah, no, I agree. His team's already pretty pretty good as it is. So. But, I mean, you got all these names in the Ravens' backfield. Obviously, Latavius Murray playing on uh, Monday night. Lev Bell got signed. Devonta Freeman to the practice squad. 
Who knows who could emerge? Uh, my early bet, I'm going to say Latavius Murray. I agree. Tyson Williams could still be a guy, but I think he'll be what Gus Edwards was supposed to be to J.K. Dobbins. I mean, if you look, if you look purely from a statistics standpoint, too, Latavius Murray last year was very good. Like, he was really yeah. good. Like, he had, uh, like, his career highs and, like, yards yeah. there and Yeah. And the Saints didn't want to pay him, and he didn't nope. want to take a pay cut. So, that's why he's gone. So, I mean, it's not like there was any, you know, drop in production or anything that, that caused the Saints to, you know, cut bait with him. It was just that he didn't want to take a pay cut. So, right. credit to the, the, to the Ravens for picking him up, you know. Yeah, and if he can ball and be what you thought Gus Edwards could be before he got hurt, or maybe even to the potential of J.K. Dobbins. Honestly, I feel like if he just does what he did last year, he was a pretty serviceable, like, you know, flex option most weeks. So, kind of have to see. But uh, early indications suggest that he'll probably be the guy to own there. But, um, All right. Yeah, so, that's that. Uh, go back to – I'm sorry. Go back to Mac Jones. Uh, so, back, yeah, back to Mac Jones being Tom Brady. Uh, funny enough, I actually heard some guy call into the sports hub yesterday and say – that Mac Jones should win three Super Bowls and that he's going to be better than Tom Brady. I wanted to throw up the fact that Patriots fans like that. Exist. That's that. Those are the fans, right? That when I say, I tell people I'm a Patriots fan, they look at me and they think I'm a fucking idiot, right? Obviously no one is going to be Tom Brady. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm still, I'm still a fucking idiot, but for what, for other reasons, not because of, you know, my bias takes in football. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, anyway, as as far as Mac Jones look, I think he looked pretty good. He had a nice pass, a few a few good passes, I think, um, that I doubt Cam Newton could have made uh, even close. Like um, I don't know if you've seen it, Glenn, but the one it was like third and six or something to James White on yeah. the sideline. Yep. That was a nice, nice pass. That was a nice thought. Yep. You know, I I think he'll fit well with the Patriots overall, uh, system wise. So. I think that they got to take the training wheels off him a little bit. He hasn't had him on definitely for sure in the, in the first, in the first half. So I, if they lose to the jets um, and start off 0 and 2, then, then yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I will be very, very sad. Um, so I think they're going to win this week though. God, you got to, because I mean, all things considered though, Zach Wilson didn't look absolutely terrible last week, so uh, I don't like know. I don't like rookie quarterbacks against Belichick's defense. Yeah, uh, give me the Patriots. I got Pats. San Francisco 49ers are one and zero, but at what cost? Losing Raheem Mostert for the year. Mm-hmm. They're facing the NFC East leading, who stand alone at the top of the food chain, Philadelphia Eagles, on the arm and legs of Jalen Hurts. Vonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Ragor, Miles Sanders. Eagles look good in week one. Um, maybe the Falcons are that bad, but they look good. Can the Eagles win in week two against the 49ers, Miss? I think so. I'm taking the Eagles. I got I to gotta pick some different picks. I'll take the 49ers. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Uh, and then... I mean, I know you didn't pick this one to win last week. I'm no. the only true Raiders fan on the pod. 
Yeah. I'm the, uh, I'm the only one who picked the Ray A's. Yeah, you are the only one who picked the Ray A's. And I fucked up. I'll be honest. I fucked up there. I should have I should have went with showing my balls. My balls were saying Ray A's. You know, but my heart was saying Ravens. Or my head was saying Ravens. I hate the Ravens, so my heart was saying Ravens. I guess my heart and my balls were both saying Raiders. Sorry. Wow, what, what the fuck? Did I just <clears throat> what I meant to say is my heart and balls were both saying Raiders. Raiders. Um, um so this week obviously they're playing the Steelers steel curtain uh I'll swallow this one I thought the Steelers were frauds I didn't think they were gonna win week one I didn't either I thought they were frauds too but I'm picking them this week I think you know even though their offense looks pretty shitty sometimes I think their defense is legit no they're still frauds give me the Raiders oh Give me the Raiders. Give me some Spider 2 Y Banana. Give me some Derek Carr. Give me some Josh Jacobs. Give me some Darren Waller. God, you're you're making me want to pick the Raiders, man. I'm telling you, just do it. Just do it. Come over to the dark side, literally. Black and silver. I'm going in the black hole. I'm picking the Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. After a five-touchdown performance, Jameis Winston now faces the 1-0 Carolina Panthers, who ran uh, – Okay, so my my yard prediction wasn't right, but my sizzling hot take last week is that Jameis was going to have four touchdowns, and I was right. Well, you weren't right. You got five. Oh, that's true. But still. <laughs> All right. Still. You should have said at least four. I should, I should have picked the Saints is what I should have done. I know. Can't make a sizzling hot take like that and then not pick the Saints. I'm picking them. I'm picking them this week against the Panthers. Same. As, as good as McCaffrey is, I don't think he'll be able to uh, to carry the para, uh, the Carolina Panthers to victory this week. These aren't the Jets. These are the Saints. Nope. Uh, Denver Broncos are one and zero, going to face the zero and one Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars at home. Trevor Lawrence. He, not only did he receive his first loss, but he's never lost two in a row in the regular season before. That's not going to happen now, right? I'm picking the Jaguars against the Broncos. Broncos lost the Jerry, Broncos. Jerry. Broncos lost Jerry Judy. They're going to have to rely on Tim Patrick a little more, a little bit of Cortland Sutton. Sutton, KJ Melvin Hamler, KJ Hamler, Melvin Gordon, Javante Adams, kind of a little disappointing. Uh, yeah, Javante Javon, Williams definitely disappointing. Javante Williams. What did I say? Javante Adams. <laughs> yeah, Javante Adams. That'd be like if you took Javante Adams and put a fake mustache on him. Hey, that's who played in week one for Green Bay. It was Javante Adams. It wasn't Javante. (laughs) It was Javante Adams. Javante Adams. Javante Adams just didn't feel like playing, so he paid some guy outside the stadium 100 bucks. He said, hey, go play for me. Guys, okay. You could be Javante. Just put on his Adams jersey. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, give me the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence gets his first dub in the NFL. I'm taking the Broncos. Um, I think that they are actually not – as bad of a team as I thought that they would be. They're okay. They're pretty serviceable. There are people that still wanted a, what's his fate? Who's their quarterback? Oh, Drew Locke. Who were like, oh, yeah, I wonder who's going to win the quarterback battle between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Say what you want about Teddy Bridgewater. At least the guy doesn't fucking turn the ball over. Drew Locke sucks, man. He blows. Teddy Bridgewater is at least serviceable. So, yeah, he's not Teddy Tapwater. He can be Teddy Sparkling Water. Mm-hmm. Always that potential. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Texas. All right. 
Minnesota Vikings. This is where we talk shit about Kirk Cousins and where we suck off Kyler Murray. Oh, I will take his whole jock in my mouth right now. Don't tell me. I gotta save that clip. No context. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the one that Sousa puts with no context in the fantasy football group chat this week. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not even. Give me the Cardinals. Uh, the yeah, Cardinals, Cardinals looked like the best team in the NFL this past weekend, beating up on the Tennessee Titans the way they did. Yeah, Kyler they Murray looked like an them. MVP. DeAndre Hopkins looked like the best receiver in the league. Chandler Jones uh, was a beast. Five sacks. He got me 29 points. My IDP league. That's crazy. I know. Give me the Cardinals. This shouldn't even be close. Hopefully yeah. Dalvin Cook does something, though. Cardinals all day, baby. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. And then you got the Atlanta Falcons, who looked like the worst team in the league this past weekend, going to face the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks. Give me the Bucs. It, it's not yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm not even going to discuss this one. You got the Cowboys going to Justin Herbert land at SoFi Stadium. The thing is, is this going to be the Cowboys' first and only trip to SoFi Stadium this year? Because that's what the Super Bowl is going to be, Mason, in case you didn't know. This, this, they're just going to get warmed up here. Cowboys going to get their first victory against the Chargers, and then they'll be back at the stadium come February. I'm telling you right now. That you sizzling hot take? That's, that's not even that hot. It's just, just the lukewarm. <laughs> That's the confidence I got in this team. That's the confidence that Dak Prescott had when he walked off the field Thursday night and told Tom Brady, we'll see you guys again. Last time somebody said that in the Dallas uniform was Tony Romo, and Romo didn't play another game that whole year. <laughs> so hopefully it's different this time. So the track record's good. <laughs> right, right. We, we, gotta, we gotta turn that around. Um, Cowboys. Against the Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys too. I think the Chargers are are decent. Um, it should be a good game. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good game. Uh, I think it might be a little bit of a shootout. Uh, but I don't think the Chargers have the defense to keep up. I think Dallas's defense is good enough to make you know like one or two stops, but I don't think the Chargers will be able to. In my we'll see. Hopefully they feed Zeke this week. I think they can. So Tennessee Titans are zero and one, and they're going to the one. It doesn't get easier. After the Cardinals blowing her out, because now you got to face Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. The Titans going to start 0 2. I said tighten up last week, but this game's in Seattle. I'm taking the Seahawks, man. I think Tennessee's Tennessee's defense is not good, and uh, that showed last week. And obviously, Derrick Henry, like we discussed, I think at length in the preseason, definitely not a pass catching back there uh, for the most part. So. Game script dictates a lot of how, how good he can be. Titans get up early. They can choose some clock, keep Russell Wilson off the field. Maybe it's a different story. But if C- the Seahawks get going, it's going to be tough for them to win. I'm picking the Seahawks because they're at home. Tyler Lockett looks like a beast. Maybe this week it's DK Metcalf's turn. Uh, Russell Wilson to start the season is usually very good. Seahawks go 2-0 here. The Titans, I was asking myself on Sunday, because one, sometimes in the offseason, I forgot that Julio Jones is on the Titans. This this past Sunday, I really forgot that Julio Jones was on the Titans because he didn't do a damn thing. Will Julio get his due this week? 
against the Seattle Seahawks? Will he find again the end zone? Will he be a factor in the game? I don't know. All I know is that the Seahawks win this game. So I'll, I'll I agree. I agree. And then you got Sunday Night Football. Oh, so good seeing Matt Stafford on Sunday night. But this week, we got ourselves a matchup, and we got to hit him with the as the Kansas City Chiefs go to Baltimore to face a Ravens team who should be upset, who should be kicking their quarterback in the nuts for fumbling not once, but twice, once in overtime to set up the game-winning touchdown for the Raiders. I'll tell you what. The Raiders had a good game plan for Lamar Jackson. Uh, got him to fumble the ball. If you can collapse the pocket on him, man, it's tough. If he can't run where he wants to run, I don't I don't know. I feel like Kansas City will have Lamar's number this week. This is going to be a statement game where Kansas City shows how big their dick is. They're just going to whip it out. Pat Mahomes is going to whip it out. Travis Kelsey is going to whip it out. Tyree Hill is going to whip it out. Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, coming back after having COVID week one. He's going to whip it out. Don't be surprised if he picks off Lamar Jackson once. Maybe he even forces a strip fumble on Lamar Jackson, too. I mean, I don't care that the Ravens are at home. Kansas City is going to beat these guys. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Kansas City all day. I just don't think that as good as Lamar Jackson is, I don't think that that offense has the firepower. And I don't think Baltimore's defense is as good as it has been in the past. Nope. Uh, you know, to even try and somewhat slow down Kansas City's offense. So I'm taking the Chiefs. And then Monday night, you got the Detroit Lions led by Jared Goff, who almost made a comeback. Is that correct? Almost. Very almost. close. But almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, not football. They go to Green Bay to face the Packers, who just – Aaron Rodgers coming off his worst loss of his career. Listen, talk about statement games. Like I said, with Kansas City on Sunday night, this is going to be a statement game. We're we're, we're not even going to remember week one after this week because Aaron Rodgers is going to drop trial on these Detroit Lions at home. Um, I agree. Everything that Aaron Rodgers did wrong in week one, he's going to do right in week two. Yep. I mean, I don't want to see it, but I just think that's what's going to happen. You can put that 1.32 points, and I want you to turn it around. It's going to be 32.1 fantasy points this week for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I I'm, I agree. I'm taking the Packers. Uh, total points scored, I'm going with 54. Uh, most of them? I'm going with 56. Will, most of them will be from the Packers. Uh, because to be honest, I think Rogers is going to be angry. Even if he doesn't want to be in green Bay, right. Mm. My man still got to have some pride, right. Mm. People coming out slamming him this week mm. saying that's the worst. Well, I mean, we said it, that's the his, worst we've his, ever seen him play. His number one fan, Stephen A. Smith was slamming him on first take this week. And that's, that's not something you want to see. I mean, something I want to see, because I think it's funny to tell. But it's not something that you want to see, especially if you're an Aaron Rodgers fantasy owner. Packers. Go pack go in week two. Go pack go, baby. All right, Mason. I'm gonna start up this grill real quick. We're gonna spit out some sizzling hot takes, and then we're gonna call it a week. How's that sound? All right. Oh, let me just get see if I can get this thing. Work. Ah, Jesus. 
Spilling our takes are brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Are the burgers good? Yeah. Error. I mean, after week one, the burgers are not good. The burgers are fucking injured. <laughs> the burgers are on IR. Yeah, the burgers are on IR. Right. Um, this week, though, week two, sizzling hot takes. There it is, Mason. I'm going I'm to piggyback off of your take last week. Jameis Winston threw for five touchdowns last week. My sizzling hot takes, he throws for five touchdowns again this week. Damn. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to find a way. He's going to find a way. You know what? Honestly, one, I hope he does, because uh, I think that's a good story, honestly. I feel like, you know, Jameis Winston was can, considered a village idiot when he was in Tampa Bay a little bit. Yep. I feel like he's cleaned it up a little bit. Uh you know, since he's been in, since he's been in New Orleans, wouldn't it be a story? Um, wouldn't it be a story? Come December and January, where the Saints meet the Buccaneers in the playoffs, and Jameis Winston knocks off Tom Brady. That would be insane, like absolute insanity. I mean, that's what it, it's only going to be a story. It's a fairy tale. It's not going to happen, <laughs> but it would be a story. Um. Yeah, so my sizzling hot take is that this week the Patriots take the training wheels off of Mac Jones. They're going to let him throw, okay? My man's throwing for 400 yards, three TDs at least. Mark it. I'm sorry, did you say Tom Brady or Mac Jones? <laughs> I said Mac Jones. Oh. Macklemore Jones, Okay. Thanks. That's hot. That's hot. Yeah. Last week it worked, though, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think that about does it. I don't have a lot to say this week because there's not much I can't say. You, however, you should have made a bet with me because I would have a tattoo right now. I know. Uh, what are you going to do, bro? Hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say. So. Next time. If I see in the playoffs, we'll do the tattoo bit. All right. All right. Um, I'd like to especially thank Sousa, our very special guest, for not being on the podcast because I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this one-on-one time with Mason. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes, you know, like, we'll be talking about football and Sousa will bring up random stuff, like a guy being in a T-shirt and shorts. Or uh, Sousa just being racist. Right. And or homophobic. Right. And or uh and that's not some that's not something we want on this podcast, but he brings it to the table and then it's like geez, now I gotta put this out in the atmosphere. Yeah, now we gotta censor now and, and then, then we're and guilty then, by association. That, that, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just gonna say we're guilty by association. Some people, so people think say, I'm a racist. Yeah, right, right. And then you know they say oh, that's a stellar other podcast, bunch of fucking Nazis. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm not Craig, okay? <laughs> yeah, don't get it twisted. Right. Don't get it we, twisted. We don't, we don't hail Hyler on this podcast. Yeah, no. We don't believe in the Aryan Brotherhood. No. 
So, all right, right. we established that. I was gonna say we're gonna stop this because we sound too much like Sue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, week two's coming. Good luck against Gomes. You're gonna need it. Good luck against Souza. I'm gonna need it. And I'll obviously wish him good luck against you. No, don't, point, do but... don't do that. Don't do that. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, anything else I want to say before week two? Um, God, I hope the Patriots don't lose to the Jets. I will cry actual tears. I hope they do. Please, Glenn, do not wish that upon me. I said the, the Cowboys are going to win this week. Please. Yeah, I know. But I hope the Patriots – it's always funny when the Patriots lose. It's not funny for me. I have a good time. Yeah, I know you do. But I'm also – you have a good time because Patriots fans like like – like Panacho feel pain or rubs it in everyone's face that they're the Patriots. Yeah, the I don't thing, do that. But the thing is not, it's not like I can't even enjoy the Patriots losing because we still have Boston Buccaneers fans. So it's like, although the Patriots lose, it's like, ah, we still got my boy Tom Brady. And he's doing his thing on Tampa Bay. He fucking left your team because you guys sucked. All right, Mason, I want you to think about that. No, he left the team because Bill Belichick didn't pay him the money that he wanted and also didn't let him have any same personnel because Bill Belichick's a fucking asshole when it comes to that shit. You better respect. They just respected him. You better respect your elders, okay? He would be here still, but Belichick couldn't do that. Nah, so he got tired of it. He got tired of it. Yeah, well, I'm tired of him being a dickhead. Tom Brady? No, Belichick. Oh, Belichick's fine. He's your coach. Show some respect. Hooey. All right. Mason, get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.